there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Pappas and Olivia Harlan-Decker. Welcome in, everybody. This is Unleashed by BetMGM, the king of sports books. And oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is our final episode of the year. We did it, you guys. We made it to the end of the year. And what a strange year it has been at that. We're all going to take a look back at the action, the good bets, the bad beats, and everything in between. I'm just really glad that 2020 and really 2021 is behind us. COVID is officially over. You know, I'm eight hours ahead of New York, and I can report that COVID is officially over. It's incredible. Just start writing the history books right now about the abrupt and sudden end to the COVID-19 pandemic on December 31st, 2021. It's amazing. Just kidding. I guess we're all still on this crazy train of sticking swabs up our noses and never being able to smile at strangers again. But truly, what would we do without sports? This past year especially, it has been incredible. It gave us something to discuss, something to come together, something to watch. Really a welcome distraction. Giannis Pappas, you are my co-host. You've been with me throughout all of this. I can't wait to pick your brain a little bit about the highs in the sports world for you this year. First off, what comes to mind? Well, at the beginning, let me just say my favorite moment was starting this podcast with you. Let's just get that out of the way. That's the number one (laughs) sports moment. Then second, my lobbying effort, my my lobbying effort. Sorry, I had a half a cup of coffee, so I just called it an effort. (laughs) My lobbying effort to get BetMGM to change it from the king of sports books to the queen of sports books. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to be inclusive of all genders when we consider the hierarchy and the feudal system that is this organization. So we are the queen (laughs) of sports books on this podcast. Amen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, queen. Yes. Can we stop assuming genders, please, Giannis? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, who's that? You might wonder. Well, that is our third co-host, Peter Andrew. He's become a regular. It was kind of accidental. Again, I told him he has not been in this broadcasting business long enough. He has not negotiated his contract to get some dividend of this podcast appearance. The poor guy does this for free, you guys, for free. So, Peter Andrew, welcome back. Yeah, we've been through a lot this year. I think nothing better than the extensive interview process we went to get Giannis on board took months, but we were able to do it. And look where we're at now. Number one podcast in the world. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I mean, how do you think he's done so far? I think, I think he can't hear you. Your audio has been so sketchy all year. So he probably can't hear you anyways. How do you think he's done? Effort. I give him an A plus. I think he's getting there. He's taking the steps Hmm. to be an excellent podcast host. He started off swinging, bringing Stamos on. So, I mean, right then and there, you knew he was going to come in hot, guns blazing. But we're getting there. We're we're almost there where he's a 
a perennial powerhouse kind of like Olivia and the rest of the Harlan and Decker family. Wow. High praise. You know who we really can ask is the guy who hired all of us. He's on with us as well. Michal Nagel. Michal, this is your first appearance on the show. What do you think? Hey, Olivia. Really happy to be here. Really happy Pete's here as well. He was probably fifth in line at MGM, but a few people <laughs> like Colin sick and couldn't make it. So we eventually yeah. got down yeah. to Pete in the list and we unearthed a, a gem, I think. So really happy with how things are going. Really happy with, with our, our three co-hosts and yep. what a year it's been and looking forward to next year as well. Well, if anyone is wondering what they're hearing in his voice right there, that is an Irish accent, ladies and gentlemen. And it's kind of become a joke within our BetMGM social team to do Hall impersonations. And I think my <laughs> best one is, and then we can talk at Tree on Thursday. <laughs> I think that's my favorite line to whip out. But Michal, tell us a little bit about where you are in Ireland and how you even got involved with BetMGM and where you were before, because your path to this point is pretty interesting. Yeah, so I'm actually a Cork man living in Dublin. Um, that's an important point to make because Cork okay. people are very, very proud of where we come from. And we're, we're from the south of Ireland and uh, we're a strong sporting county. Mm. So despite me living in Dublin, um, I need to make it clear that uh, I'm from Cork. But yeah, a long story short, I've worked in the gambling industry for a long time. Worked for a company called Paddy Power over here in Europe for, for 10 years, did lots of stuff there. And, Got to know a few people working at MGM. I started doing a bit of work on the side with them and then was brought in to head up their content efforts and been here over a year. And it's been a really fun time. Got to meet lots of fun people like Peace and you, Olivia, and bringing Yannis on board as well. So building a dream team over at MGM and really excited about where things are going. Now, I've got to ask, when you were at Paddy Power, I know you guys were able to pull off some pretty big stunts. What's the craziest thing you all did for marketing social media while at Paddy Power? We did some fun stuff. Sending Dennis Rodman to North Korea, um, <laughs> play basketball with uh, Kim Jong-un. Is pretty that cool. was you? Yeah, it was, it was called the, the Big Bang in Pyongyang. It was going pretty well until he perhaps killed off his uncle and then we kind of had to pull the book on that <laughs> but yeah that was good we also did a, a nice one with uh stephen hawking before he passed away um for a world cup we did a, a bit of social content called hawking talking and wow. he came up with a formula to take the perfect penalty for the soccer team so, so lots of fun little stuff like that but yeah it was a pretty pretty horrible ride <laughs> i think that, i think those two uh People you just mentioned represent the opposite spectrums of human intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, this is our crew for today to wrap up what's been an incredible year. So now you know who everyone is. We're all getting settled in. I've got to ask everyone just to go around their top moment in sports this year. Giannis kind of skirted the question, but maybe now something's come to your mind. Something that from a betting perspective or just watching absolute magic happen in front of you, what stands out in 2021? Giannis, you start. I'm going to have to go with uh, combat sports. I think it's been Mm. an incredible year. I think the Fury-Deontay Wilder fight, the trilogy was incredible. It was great for boxing. I think the big upset with my Greek Patriati from Australia 
George Kambusos was just an incredible fight. I think Amanda Nunez getting upset, finally getting beat in the UFC was, you know, unexpected. Then you had the McGregor fight and his ankle falling off, losing to Dustin Poirier again. Just the way the UFC kind of adapted to COVID protocols and had fights every weekend on Fight Island in, in Dubai. I think it was a big year for MMA, for the UFC. And it really gave people a lot of joy that every weekend they could tune in and see someone get their face torn off, which is always fun during a pandemic. So a lot of fun moments in combat sports. That's what I'm going with. My highlight has been just fisticuffs, baby. I like it because you've educated me a lot on the whole world of fighting. I, I didn't know anything. And I've got to say, that's one of my highlights of the year was going to Vegas with our BetMGM family. We purposely, we all got together actually and decided who and who would not be invited. I'm sorry, the three of you made the naughty list, really. You all didn't get invited to Fury V. Wilder. We had a blast. <laughs> we kind of joked we were the under 30 crew. We had like five of us and it was a ton of fun. Really regretting being pregnant during that trip. I <laughs> gotta say. Because that trip was a lot of fun and just really cool to see my first fight in person and it being that one, the trilogy. And, you know, Fury won. So it was a good day for the sports book. He was the favorite. From a betting perspective, can you guys weigh in at all on what that looked like and, I mean, how it ended up playing out for the sports book? Yeah. I mean, especially in the Gregor fight, when we talk combat sports as a whole, that was one of our bigger events for the year for 2021. We know how much. People are all over McGregor and Poirier was actually favorite, but a lot of dog money there. So that ended up being really good for us as a whole. Combat sports is always pretty positive. The Nunes fight was another example. I think the, uh, the Wilder Fury fight was pretty even. So that's one of the ones where I, I think there was a lot of money coming on both sides and you saw the line start to shift as the fight got a bit closer, but UFC, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And, and obviously what happened to Connor leg basically chopped in half. Uh, that was. That was a good result for the book. I love it. And Michal, what about you? What's coming to mind as a top sporting moment in 2021? Now in your new role, especially, maybe paying a little bit more attention to American sports. Yeah, I, I was quite a fan of McGregor getting beat, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as an Irishman, there's not a lot of love for him over here in the last year or two. Oh. Um, based off some of his outside the octagon antics. But uh, I would say, looking back at the year to hold, probably the, the two things that stand out to me was, first up, the Euros, the Euro 2020 final, England losing to Italy on penalties in soccer was huge, especially as an Irish guy. It was nice to see England do so well, get so far, and lose beautifully on penalties was, was pretty <laughs> sweet. But yeah, from a US sports point of view, I would say the Super Bowl, going back to February and, and Brady, Winning Super Bowl with the Buccaneers after moving for, from from the Patriots and a lot of people saying, is, is this all about Bill Belichick or Brady and Brady going there and proving that he didn't need Belichick to, to win a Super Bowl? Winning Super Bowl MVP for the fifth time. I mean, it's a pretty incredible performance, I would say. So that definitely stands out as a top moment, I would say. Yeah, it's for me, it's coming out of COVID or coming out of the start of the first wave of COVID and yeah. NBA playoffs. You started with Lakers losing round one, that Hawks series versus the Knicks, kind of the yeah. rise of Trey Young. That was great. Uh, you saw a lot of upsets. Oh, my God, it was awesome. And he became the heel. And now people are going crazy because he might not be able to play on Christmas in, in New York because yeah. of COVID protocol. So 
it's built a rivalry that'll probably be there for the next five, 10 years. And then you go, as you get later into the playoffs, kind of the evolution of what the Suns became and the Bucks, where you don't have these two powerhouse super teams, three, four bona fide superstars. You actually have a lot of core guys. You know, you got studs like Devin Booker or Giannis, but, but you're building these teams that are actually winning without three max deals or, or guys taking less money to be able to just join their buddies. And again, favorable result for the book because who the hell thought the Bucks and Suns would be there? You know, Nets losing in the second round and then Clippers losing as well. Jamal Murray losing in the, or going out for the season during the playoffs for the Nuggets. So a lot of wackiness, but it was really fun and nice to see that we're getting away from those super teams just slightly. Yeah. And actually some other guys have a shot. And I think at one point they were both plus 2,500. I'm sorry, the Suns were plus 2,500 to win it all. I think bucks were around that thousand to fifteen hundred. So if you cashed in at the right time, you made a pretty penny either getting into the finals or the bucks obviously winning the NBA championship. Yeah. And I'll just say right now, I just last night, I did it. I ordered the NBA league pass. So uh. last time I did that, I really don't remember doing anything else during the day. Oh, no. So now I have access to every single basketball game that'll be happening every single night. So I'll just say last night I watched the Utah local broadcast and it is boring. What? <laughs> Gee, I hope they, they're not they listening to those hardworking people. They had a bear who was playing <laughs> on pipes and he was playing jingle bells on pipes. That was the halftime show in Salt Lake City. They need some acrobats or some fire throwers. I mean, I was bored out of my mind, uh, but I am excited to watch hoops. Yeah, because when you have League Pass, you have to watch like the commercial break, right? Like you're watching what's actually happening in the arena. Yeah, and the funniest part is watching like the local commercials. So like some yeah. Salt Lake City used car dealer will be like, hey, how you guys doing? My name's Mormon Mormonin. I got 15 kids. My wa- I got 16 wives. And come down and buy yourself a good old American Buick here in Salt Lake City. Man, 16 wives, 15 kids. That's not good math. One of them is superfluous. That's not right. I'm a, I told you a long time ago, Olivia, I'm a picture guy. I'm not a math guy. I'm a picture guy. <laughs> You know, I'm really glad we're doing this because some of the moments y'all brought up, I had forgotten about like England, Italy. That seems so long ago. The Super Bowl, Tom Brady winning, you know, feels like it is almost a year ago. It feels so long ago. Let's talk about Super Bowl this year. Why we're all on here. We all have our different teams or fans of maybe one of my highlights. Sorry to rub this one in, especially to Peter, who's a 49ers fan. I think one of my highlights is it's been a great year in Wisconsin sports. Bucks winning it all. Packers are looking so dangerous. I just, I think they're a lock to make the Super Bowl. And then Aaron Rodgers, and this is one of the more interesting stories of 2021. The I'm immunized, vaccinated, not vaccinated, the scandal around that, all the press and media that got. And I wondered at the time, would this hurt his MVP odds? And there was real discussion about that since it is a voted award and it's voted on by sports writers. And I even was talking with my dad on it, who's not an MVP voter. And he said, honestly, I feel like people have a short memory and his play is so good. I think that that storyline will get buried. So this is kind of a twofold thing that's bringing up what's an incredible storyline of 2021 that gave us a lot to talk about. And two, now that we're looking forward at MVP, at Super Bowl, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, all the awards, what are some of the updated odds? And do you feel like Aaron Rodgers, who's still at plus money, is a good spot to put some money on? 
I think it's a great bet. And to your first point about do people care, I think you're starting to realize uh, or see athletes now speaking against the policies, whether it's vaccination or not, but the testing. So it's actually going the opposite way where players are getting visibly upset. And even you saw yeah. Steve Eisenman, the GM president of the Red Wings the other day, freaking out about it and saying this is ridiculous. So uh, not only do people have a short memory, I think they're actually probably favoring the side that Rogers has been on for the last year. So it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see how many people actually kind of switch gears a little bit and are kind of in agreement with him and, and the way he's routed this, the, the scandal part and the fake vax or not admitting it or whatever. That's one thing. But you're right. People have no, a short no memory. fake vax. We'll get to fake vax later. That's a whole because now that that's actually impossibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, his play is what matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter what his immunization is or what he speaks on or against. It's is the guy going to make it to there. And and he's got a shot. He's going to lose to the Niners in the NFC championship. But <laughs> but but he's going to be right there again. He's going to be close like he always is until the Niners come in and and stomp on him. Stomp on the local Cali boy. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> I've got an opinion there, Olivia. I actually mm-hmm. agree with Peace. I think that might come back to haunt Rogers in terms of the MVP mm-hmm. race. I think because it's voters, I think people will think about that. But but on top of that, and more importantly, maybe he won it last year. It's pretty rare to get back-to-back NFL MVPs. Mm-hmm. For me, he is the best player in the league this year. He does so like he makes that team tick. But as guys on my team know, I've, I've become kind of obsessed with the NFL MVP race this year. And I followed the markets actively. I've had lots of bets on it. I backed Lamar earlier on this season and backed him after a couple of games. I've money on Stafford as well. So yeah. I've a okay book. But um, at the moment, I'm starting to think it might be Jonathan Taylor's year, to be honest, for MVP. Mm. It depends on what people now consider the MVP of a team. I think in the league's eyes, it's the it ends up being the person who has the best record or gets them to the playoffs and gets them to whatever stage. But if you're talking about an actual guy that if you removed him from that team, that team would be absolutely garbage. It's probably yeah. Jonathan Taylor because that guy attributes for what? 70% of their offense. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz with his kind of costly mistakes. They don't really have a solidified number one wide receiver. That guy does it all. And he's, he's proven it. I think he's got 15 plus touchdowns this year. Well, leading the league in rushing yards. So it, it depends. It's, I don't know that that's the route the NFL takes, mm-hmm. but that's why I say, you know, if it, if they continue on the path they've gone the last five, 10 years with the voting, I think it is Rogers. But if Michal Nagel's on the board and, and making that vote, I think it's the opposite. It's JT. Rogers is plus 250. When I'm placing a bet in the MVP market, I want to find a little bit of value. For me, mm-hmm. Rogers is plus 250 at the same price as Brady is plus 250 is not good value. I would rather back Taylor on the price to see plus. 900 plus 1,000 around us. I was yep. back here mm-hmm. at, at the odds right now. At the time of recording, obviously Matt Stafford plays nice against the Seahawks, primetime TV game. His odds could shorten up again. But yeah, I wouldn't back Rodgers based off of what happened earlier this year and based off of the fact he won the last year. Plus 250 is too short for me. That's interesting. There's one interesting one that comes into play, and it's the local boy for Olivia. It's Mahomes. When there's some recency bias, when they've played as well as they have over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, you always have to throw his name where he started and, you know, they had a tough, let's call it first six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. But he's been roaring. And what you saw in the fourth quarter the other day in that, that Thursday night game against the Chargers, plus 1,200, it's worth a flyer on it, I think. And Pete, jumping in on that, like 
he said he had a rough plus six, first six weeks. He actually played quite well the first three or four games. So first September, the Chiefs played well. They had maybe a bad spot in October, and they played badly in two or three games. And he had like one touchdown, two touchdown games. But for me, he should. I, I agree with you. I think he should be shorter than what he is. Like Josh Allen was favorite in the betting until two or three weeks ago, and I couldn't yeah. understand that. I thought Mahomes has had a much better season than Josh Allen, but the, the narrative went against Mahomes for some reason. And if you think about the next couple of weeks, it's going to be really hard for Brady as short price favorite or co-favorite mm. without Godwin now out for the year. Yeah. Evans game to game decision for net banged up. Gronk has not been hundred percent the entire year. So You're without right. the targets, can Brady as ABL. the plus one fifty or plus two fifty favorite? Exactly. Can he actually solidify it and put up 40 points with, with no targets essentially. So it's going to be really intriguing. And as a quarterback, can you get MVP voting if you pitched a shutout? You know, I, I don't know if that's yeah. such an ugly mark on your record. Yeah. And at least Patrick Mahomes, they put up a whopping three points on the Titans. So they at least have that. He didn't get shut out. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I'm sticking with the real sleeper, Devontae Adams. I think they may give it, they may want to give it to Rodgers because he's clearly the MVP. But it looks like now defenses are putting two guys on Devontae Adams for the whole game. He's the best wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's going to be a huge upset. Put your money on Devontae Adams. That's my call. And you know how right I've been this year. I throw haymakers (laughs) and I'm often right. So I go with my heart. I love watching the guy play. And I think he's making Aaron Rodgers' life so easy right now and opens up so much because he gets so much attention that I think he's the most valuable player in the NFL. Now, I want to ask Mihal a question related to his real expertise. This is why we wanted to bring you on, because you are the absolute expert for the answer to this question. (laughs) What is the over-under, the plus-minus on the podcast Unleashed being (laughs) re-signed? Yes, it's, it's a very good question. Like we'll have to put all the stops in the run to the Super Bowl, Yanis, to <laughs> see what we can do. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with how everything things are going so far. I would say it's a pretty short favorite to be resigned. Yeah, I nice. like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, we do have Super Bowl coming up, and that's kind of our next big event in person that we're getting together with our BetMGM family. That is going to be. That's going to be exciting. Everyone needs to make sure they're following all BetMGM social channels because we are going to have so much content that week. So just keep that in mind. And obviously, we're going to do so much NFL content through the month of January, trying to get everyone ready. And I'm hoping to bring on some local people. Again, I just have in my head the Packers are making it. So I just have uh, like little favors I need to ask of local reporters, former players, all the stuff I need to do. But It kind of triggered my memory here as we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, because something I wanted to ask you guys was favorite sports storyline off the field, off the court this season. And I think one of my favorites, and we do have an update. This has been a story we we keep up with on the show is Jackson Mahomes. We follow this one from the beginning when he poured water on a Raiders fan, dancing on Sean Taylor's memorial site at a Washington game, overall just being really cringy on social media. I think we can all agree on that. He's just too damn easy to hate. Plus local stuff I hear in my hometown of Kansas City about the whole family that I just think is kind of disturbing. Well, one Kansas City business finally had enough. 
It's called SOT in downtown Kansas City. They, uh, you know, he allegedly came there. He was rude, unkind, caused a scene, made unreasonable requests. The restaurant took to Instagram, just absolutely roasting him. And I guess this is my off the field sports story that I have just had a little bit too much fun following this season. So now you guys go around. What's your off the field sports story? Mine, I think, would be the it's twofold. It's Tiger Woods and his kind of return these last couple of weeks at the PNC after everything that happened. But it's also what we're going to get with Charlie Woods for probably the next 10 years, 20 years. So Tiger obviously went in the Masters two years ago, looked like he was back in top form, obviously had that terrible accident. You know, I think it was probably eight months ago now at this point. So seeing him come back, recover, looked really good, all things considered. And then Charlie Woods, his 12 year old son. I think coming in playing and looking like he is going to be one of, if not the next big thing in golf, golf has kind of taken an elevation, especially with COVID. Everybody's playing. I think it's become kind of one of the more major sports now. Yeah. I did quick fun one. So uh, over here, a, we, we have a sport called snooker. I'm not sure if you guys know what snooker is quite a popular sport in Europe, but there was quite a fun story earlier this year during the summer at the British Open. There was a snooker player called Mark Allen. And in the first round of the tournament, he was playing his divorced wife, <laughs> Rianne Evans. And the marriage, I think, ended in kind of acrimonious circumstances. And before the game started, there's traditionally like a shake of hands before they, they hit the cue ball. And Mark Allen went to shake his divorced wife's hand and she snubbed him. And it was really, <laughs> really, really awkward. Um, so... I would look that moment up on YouTube. It's, it's quite funny to look at. But um, <laughs> in, in terms of US sports, the Urban Meyer story for me has been <laughs> It just has been great fun to follow. Like, yes. he must be like universally the most hated figure in all of football <laughs> right now. Like, from day one, he sounded like a racist offensive line coach. <laughs> Um, yeah, he drafted Travis Etienne despite having James Robinson a really good running back. He said there was a quarterback contest between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew, despite Lawrence being number one, taking the draft. Um, whatever happened with his lap dancing in his bar <laughs> in Ohio, he's he's like really weird handshake with Mike Vrabel, his former <laughs> coach. He's just told Josh Lambeau. Kicking Josh Lambeau, like, yeah. was absolutely hilarious. And, and, you know, the funniest thing was I actually had a bet. At the start of the season, I had a bet on Urban Meyer to be the first NFL coach sacked. And mm. after the lap dancing incident, I was, like, picturing what I was spend my money on. I was, I, I had a decent bet on it. I was, like, I'm going to take my wife out for a nice dinner and uh, bring her somewhere lovely and just really treat her because this is going to be easy money. And then, of course, um, John Gruden. John Gruden happened. Oh, so, yeah, whatever happened there. But, um, yeah, Urban Meyer definitely was a fun story to follow for me. It really was fun because, like, no one got hurt. He just kept Ooh. making an ass of himself. I mean, that was that was such a good story. Giannis, you had some fun with that Urban Meyer story, too. Is that oh, your God. favorite? It's definitely one of my favorite. And uh, Michal just covered it. So I'll just switch gears and say, yeah, I think it was pretty amazing. Let's not forget the Olympics happened this past year. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was I'm I'm into the Olympics because I just want the United States to be number one. And we ended up being number one in gold medals by one. 
So we all, we beat China by one. I think it was 39, 38. <laughs> Overall medal count was like 113 to 88. But the Simone Biles story was pretty cool because we lost mm-hmm. one of our favorite, you know, gold medal accumulators and we still edged out China. So that just lets the CCP know that we're still a force to be reckoned with. Don't mess with the USA. These colors don't run, baby. COVID, CCP, you want this smoke? We got this smoke. <laughs> Can I jump in with the Olympics one as well? Because I'm a big Olympics guy and the, the women's form. Yeah, how'd Ireland do? Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we, weren't, we weren't competing with, with communist countries or the US, to be honest. But um, the, the women's four hundred meters hurdles final. Oh, yeah. Sydney McLaughlin. I'm not, I'm not sure if you watched that, but, but um, Sydney McLaughlin set a new world record in beating uh, her compatriot, Delilah Mohammed. And that was just an amazing race. And mm-hmm. Sydney McLaughlin was a big story coming into the Olympics. Um, I thought that was a fantastic moment. Yeah. And the Simone oh, yeah. Biles story was cool. It's just like uh, it brought a lot of attention to how difficult gymnastics is and how mentally, if you're off, how dangerous it is to play that sport if you get the twisties. I didn't know what the twisties was before this. And yeah. so that was kind of a cool story to to really focus on what those gals and boys do and I you know and it was nice to remember that there was males gymnastics I didn't even know that you know I forgot that they existed so because well, she was nice. out I paid attention to the men a little bit and uh a couple of those guys got some pretty sweet packages in those tight shorts oh, okay <laughs> are you up at like 3 a.m watching that when your wife's gone to bed I am yeah I mean I was into it. I'm into the Olympics just because you know I want to I want like I said I want the United States to come out on top and we did. We still got the goods. So that was nice. I love that. Great recap everyone. I I especially like Michal's recap of Urban Meyer almost like monthly like you were a lawyer presenting this in a court case. I really like that. Okay, I've got one final question I want everyone to answer and I'm really looking forward to everyone's answer. I hope everyone's answer is different. How about favorite podcast guest this year? Ooh. We have had so many. We've had, I think, up to five NFL Hall of Famers, Pro Football Hall of Famers. We've had Olympians. We've had MLB. We've had fighters. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Comedians, very handsome actors. I guess that's where I have to start. John Stamos, that's just a really tough act to follow. And I'll never forget when we did that episode, I came out and my husband had opened a bottle of wine and cooked dinner. I was like, whoa, we should have Stamos on more often. This is a wonderful reaction. He was a little jealous, I think. What about you guys? Giannis, you start. You've been front and center for all of them. Yeah, I got to say, they were so many amazing guests. Your dad was a highlight getting Kevin Harlan on. Suggs was amazing. But I got to say, I think the funnest one we had was maybe Dwayne Bowe. I mean, he was real yeah. funny, especially with that Urban Meyer story, the way uh, he was so willing to joke about how he thought it wasn't a big deal and how, you know, guys need to blow off steam. And uh, yeah, Dan Orlovsky was great with his dog impersonation. And then you yes. tried to do, you tried to get him to do his uh, what was his impersonation that was horrible. And then you just called him on it. You remember that? You were like, Peyton, that was bad. Peyton Manning. Yeah, he did a Peyton Manning that just absolutely sucked. So yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, I think those are those are my favorite, I think. I Steven Jackson in in Vegas was probably yeah. overall the funnest me and you had. He was so 
Well, you were buzzed. I was buzzed. I was definitely buzzed. You were pretend buzzed. I tried to liquor you up a little bit before. (laughs) You didn't know I was pregnant. I was was like one week pregnant trying to hide it. Yeah. But, you know, how how we got him to say him and Marshall Falk, you know, to talk about that sort of rivalry was a fun moment. Yeah. Um, there's so many fun moments. I mean, we've really had some great guests and some great interviews. And uh, so it's hard to pick one. Yeah. Guys, what sticks out? For me, it's two that you guys touched on. As a listener, it was Stamos. I think he was fucking amazing. You know, he's obviously not the biggest sports guru. So you guys got out of, no. got out of the sports segment of the podcast a little bit, which was funny. You had like one line you gave him talking about how all your friends, you and your friends go googly for him. And I forget what his response was, but it was hysterical. So I was actually listening to that as a fan. And then the one I got to be a part of, or, or one of a few, is I think your dad, Kevin Harlan. Right. We got to do that cool little segment where I would give him a quote that of something he said before on TV, and he had to guess the teams or the situation. And he went, I think, I think it was like seven for seven. He knew everything, yeah. including baby Abigail the halftime baby that was just crawling across the court (laughs) and he even knew the name of it, which was incredible. So that was like, because it's my sister's name. He said, he'll never uh, forget that baby's name. (laughs) So for, for me to get to like, you know, have 15 minutes with him was kind of cool, especially growing up, listening to him on football, college basketball, NBA. So that was, that was fun. That was a great one. Yeah. For me, I think Yanis called out all the guys I like. Aside from your dad, <laughs> um, uh, Dwayne Bow, like Dwayne Bow was uh, was surprisingly funny. I, I don't really know mm-hmm. what he's going to be like, to be honest. Um, I, I thought Daniel Arovsky was good fun, but T Stizzle for me was number one. Yeah. He was really fun and he told some great stories, but he also came across as really smart. Like he's, he's recalled for particular games I thought was incredible. Like it, it kind of showed you what he must have been like as a player. Like he can recall particular plays from certain games, and you, you see T Sizzle on TV having fun or in ballers with the Rock and Entourage or whatever else he's been on. He seems like this kind of really fun character, but he clearly is a really smart guy as well, which which people kind of forget about. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny hearing you bring some of these up. I've I've almost forgotten about some of them. It's been amazing. We. Once a week doesn't sound like a lot, but once a week flies by to record and post a show. So they add up quick. But I mean, we're so lucky. We get amazing guests on the show. And uh, that's that's why I keep coming back. I think that's why our listeners keep coming back. And then Giannis, you've been an absolute pleasure to work with this year. You you truly, you crack me up. We have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun at your expense and I will continue to do so. But this has just been such a blessing. I'm, I'm really grateful for all of you. So thank you so much for everything everyone does because it's a whole team effort. Yeah, it's been fun. It's looking forward to 2022. And uh, looking forward to those contract renegotiations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, since I'm pro bono yeah. right now. <laughs> Peter, I, I'm going to hook you up with my agent. We, you've got to talk. Good. Appreciate it. Yeah. And Maddie and Joel behind the scenes doing an unbelievable job. They make us look good. So shout out to them for a great year. Maddie's incredible. Joel, me and Joel have such a long history. It's good to be working with him again, Joel Solomon. So it's a really star-studded team here, and I look forward to how much uh, we're going to grow. It's going to be great. 
And our resident Aaron Rodgers lookalike, Alex, does such an amazing job. Uh, he makes us look good, sound good. Every time Giannis can't pronounce a word on half a cup of coffee or just drops a million F-bombs, Alex cleans it up. We're really appreciative of that. Who can forget Alex? Just the job he has to do just to get our sound right for 25 minutes before we, before we go live. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's do a, a virtual cheers to an awesome 2022. Yeah, cheers. With, with cheers to 2022. Sure, The Lions. I can't believe it's the final two weeks of the NFL season. It's longer than it's ever been. It feels like a long season, doesn't it, Giannis? It does. Uh, well, they added a game. You know, a day feels like a year right now during this <laughs> pandemic. So I don't even know what time is. I'm back inside. I'm in New York City. We're getting hit hard, but we're uh, battling back. We're New Yorkers. We're going to make it. We're going to do okay. And this virus doesn't seem like it's killing anybody. But you know what? I'm not angry. It just means I'm inside watching more sports. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have your hands full this weekend. It's kind of a war of attrition at this point. It's whoever's healthy. That's the whole debate about adding this extra game is really what position groups take the most beating. We've been talking a lot about that in my household of does it make a big difference to quarterbacks? Maybe not. But to an offensive lineman? Yeah, that that extra game that can shorten careers. That That's a big game changer. But it does make the playoff race very interesting now, especially in the AFC. It's very tight going into week 17. The playoff picture is finally kind of crystallizing. So it's going to be good. I picked out a couple games. Peter cannot join us, but I think I can fill in just fine. And we're going to do our normal punishment picks. Punishment picks. So my first one, Yanni Poppy, is a very important one for the Kansas City Chiefs. They are at the Bengals, and they have to win this game and then the game against the Broncos the next week to finish out to have the first place, the first seed in the AFC because they lost to the Titans earlier in the season, so they really have to finish strong here. So Chiefs at Bengals. Let me give you the line here right now. Kansas City is a five-point favorite. What do you think? I'll take it. I think uh, I think they're going to win by more. I think they're going to mm-hmm. win by more. I'm taking Kansas City. They're the team that looks to me like they're putting it together at the right time. And guess what? I am now calling the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, not Green Bay. I'm not impressed with Green Bay's defense. <laughs> I'm not impressed with their special teams. They give up too much points. The offense is the best in the league, but... Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. You heard it here first on New Year's, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I got to agree with you, although I've gotten pretty enamored with all the Joe Burrow stuff this week. He's so fiery and fun to watch. And I love that he just kind of claps back. And I've been listening on a bunch of podcasts to different scouts and, and everyone who really analyzes quarterbacks. And they're like, there's glimpses of Tom Brady and Joe Burrow, which is pretty scary thing to say this early, which I love. I, so I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I, I guess I still like the Chiefs if this were an arrowhead for sure. But I'll agree with you on this one. I'll take the Chiefs. 
I just want to say, it sounds like you've been watching Man in the Arena. I mean, have you been watching Man in the Arena? You, you sound a little fired up on Tom Brady comparisons. No, it's on a very long list. It's amazing. There are still things we have not watched over here in Turkey because we watch a lot of shows. But no, I, I've been dying to watch that. Okay, the next game is also a five-point game. It's Cardinals at Cowboys. Uh, just off the top of your head, who do you think is the five-point favorite? I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They did, yeah, they, you're right. Yeah, Cowboys, they clinched. They're looking good. Uh, they're a Super Bowl contender. Mm, yeah, I agree. And this sounds super awkward to ever say about the Cowboys, but I feel like they've underratedly gotten to 11 wins. Like, Cowboys are the least underrated team in the world. I understand that. But they kind of had a slump, and now here they are. They look good, and, and they're kind of winning these games quietly, if that's possible. Or maybe no one's talking about it here in Istanbul. I don't know, but Cardinals <laughs> are Cowboys. Cowboys a five-point favorite. I've got to go with the boys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for 2022, we've just invented a new word. I intend on using it again. OHD just came up with a new one. Underratedly. Underratedly, <laughs> underratedly yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the uh, with the old Marlboro boys, the Marlboro men, the Cowboys. I, yep. I like the way they're playing. And, uh, you know, I'm so angry at the Giants that why not? I'll just go with the Cowboys. And it's almost that I have less faith in the Cardinals. They've just looked horrible. I hate watching Cliff Kingsbury coach every week. DeAndre Hopkins is out until the playoffs, they're saying. The defense gives up big plays. The Cardinals have been a big fat question mark. And I would love a show of hands to how many people picked them to win the Super Bowl, how many people were so hot on Kyler Murray for MVP. I mean, Cardinals were a much-talked-about team. And now here we are. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, we both picked the boys. We have to disagree on this third one, you know, because I know. I know. it's a little I too know. much kumbaya. We're, we're still feeling a little too warm and fuzzy from Christmas. I okay, know. this is the Monday night football game. Okay. It's kind of a stinker. But the reason I'm bringing it up, one, it's prime time. And these are two seven-win teams with a heated rivalry. So it's always kind of fun to watch. Browns at Steelers. And the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, you go first. Oh, you want to steal my idea or you want to take the opposite? <laughs> yeah, you go first. Okay, okay. I guess I like the Steelers to cover. So I'm going to go with the underdog here. Browns have been so sus, as the kids say, and uh, I, I hate to just completely lose faith in Baker Mayfield, but he looked horrible at Lambeau Field, and I just can't put any trust in them. I'm going to take the underdog Steelers. Yeah, well, the Steelers have looked uh, pretty bad as well. They both they both look horrible. They're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah ba Baker Mayfield, I, he got his uniforms confused last week. He was thrown to the wrong team. <laughs> Looks like ODB is just in a better relationship right now. He's getting his glow on. He's dancing again. He's away OBJ. from Cleveland. I'm sorry, what did I call him? Did I call him OHD or did I call him LBJ? He's an old dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, I called him ODB. I'm sorry. Odell Beckham Jr., He's got his glow up. He's in a new relationship. It looks I like know. it wasn't him. You know, we all believe Ouch. it's like when you when you break up and you believe your friend and then you hear mm -hmm. the other side and you're like, oh, no, maybe it was the Browns. <laughs> so um, I am going to go with the Browns, though. I'm going to go with the Browns and I'll tell you okay. why, because you went with Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that kind of ties a bow on that really nicely. So I'm excited. That's now the one game that we disagreed on. That's the one we've got to watch next week. But this past week, we actually tied Giannis, which I think has only happened once or twice this season. We rarely tie. We rarely see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So how about in the spirit of New Year's Eve, instead of having to write the outro for the other, or in this case would be Peter Andrew, how about we do our New Year's Eve sports betting resolution? Do you like that? Are you a resolution guy? You're like, I mean, you are coming up with some great ideas. I don't know if it's <laughs> that you're over there in Turkey and like there's not much to do, so you're just sitting around getting creative. I don't know what it is, but that yeah. is a great idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. know what mine is because it was one of the games I mentioned for this week's punishment pick. So this one's easy for me. Okay. So my New Year's sports betting resolution is going to surprise you a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got really cold on my hometown Kansas City Chiefs halfway through the season. Listeners can go back and hear me. And it mostly had to do with Jackson Mahomes. But they went through a slump. The defense looked horrible. They had the four losses early. But now, boy, have they turned a page. They've won eight straight. They look so impressive. The offense has been on fire. They've scored at least 34 points in four of their last six games. And that defense that was so maligned have gotten their act together. So now, actually, it's a strength of their team. Seven of those last eight wins, they've held opponents to under 17 points. That is insane. So I mentioned they still play at Cincinnati this weekend and then Denver. They must win for the number one seed in the AFC because of that tiebreaker with Tennessee. Remember, that's the game they only put up three points. So that game could come back to haunt them. Uh, that that was just ugly. And that was the peak of my um, Chiefs look down, <laughs> we can call it. Another one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So they've lost four games. I mentioned that's the same number when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So I am resolving. Keep inventing words. This is your episode (laughs) to do that. You're adding to the American lexicon right now. What's the verb of resolution? Make one up. We got the look down (laughs) and we got underestimatingly. So we got some good ones. Yeah. I like the look down. Resoluting. 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 Go for it. I am resoluting to. Just bad. I've been out of America too long. I can't speak English. You've been te- you've been speaking Turkish for too long. <laughs> I am resolving. <laughs> you're resigned. You're you're resigning. Okay, let me just tie a bow on this and get out of here. So my New Year's sports betting resolution is don't give up on your hometown team. That was cold of me, and I don't know what I was thinking. I am with the Chiefs. Here on out, I think they win out these last two games. And just like you said, Giannis, I think they are a strong Super Bowl contender. And I think my two teams will meet in the Super Bowl. How do you like that? I like them apples. I like them apples. (laughs) You know, it's good to see a little loyalty back in you. You know, I could tell you why you did that. It's because you are cold. We know it. Everyone knows it. You you go with the numbers. You go with the uh, with very good analysis, but you don't go with your heart. And that's why I often beat you at the end because I go with my heart. I'm a Mediterranean kid and I'm all heart and I I have very little knowledge because I'm stupid. (laughs) So (laughs) 
That's a great one. Okay, I'm glad to hear that you're back on uh, with the Chiefs. Yeah. You know what? My New Year's resolution this year is I'm going to watch more sports. I'm going to watch more sports. I'm talking about anything that's on. I'm talking, you know, college volleyball. I'm talking if I see lacrosse on. I'm watching everything because I think sports in this godforsaken, cynical time that we're living in, sports Mm -hmm. is like the only pure thing left, you know? So I'm just going to start watching more sports and I'm going to start putting more juice on games. That's my resolution for 2022. I'm going to start believing in myself more when I bet and I'm going to start putting a little more action on games. I've grown a lot of confidence because I've been able to beat Olivia almost every week in 2021. So why not start putting my money where my mouth is and put some juice on games and win some money for my daughter's diapers? (laughs) But you know what? I got the league pass, so... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start watching hoops. Hoop season is about to uh, to kick up. I'm excited to start talking hoops on this show, and I, we should even start covering the Turkish league because you know we have yep. one of our boys is playing over there. So you know we got to start covering what's going on over there and see if the shish kebabs are beating the donars. You know <laughs> what's going on with the baba ganoushes versus the hummuses. Hey, you should put some money on these games. They're undefeated since Sammy D's gotten here. I've been following. I wa- I, wa- I follow him <laughs> on. Uh, Instagram. By the way, the kid puts together a nice outfit. The kid can dress. Yes, yes, he does. He really does. And he takes pride in it. Yeah, I mean, the kid is stylish, dude. You could never (laughs) tell he was from Wisconsin. He looks like he was born and bred in New York City or Italy. I mean, the kid could walk around Milan and I think he would turn heads. He would turn heads in Milan. I mean, he is. Kid is fashionable. He said you never know he's from Wisconsin. You'd never know he was from Wisconsin, you know. You picture those kids yeah. being 500 pounds, having a cheese head, and wearing, yeah. you know, wearing Crocs to the game. But, you know, or or at least those, <laughs> like, uh, those mountain climbing Merrells. But, you know, the kid doesn't wear socks. He's got loafers on. He's got, like, a fitted. I mean, the kid is just put together. He's put together. He dresses very well, Sam Decker. Giannis, this show, man, you keep me laughing. I can't wait for many more episodes in 2022. Man, it's so weird to even say that, but grateful for you, my friend, as we've already discussed with our bosses on this show this week. This was a very interesting show. This was a good one, but really thankful and looking forward to more memories with our audience as well. So make sure you're always staying in touch with us on social media, especially Giannis. His thought bikini pictures are all on his Instagram. You're going to want to see those. (laughs) And just let us know who you want to see on the show next because it's going to be a stacked 2022. Thanks so much, everyone. Happy New Year's, everybody. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.